The Luminous Mind, Episode 008. The family culture for them to learn and keep growing together and to push themselves, you know, make themselves uncomfortable and, and go outside of their comfort zone and keep growing. Benjamin Franklin once said, Do not curse the darkness, rather light a candle instead. If you are ready to set your mind on fire, then prepare yourself for the luminous mind with your host, Rebecca Bowman. Today's fire starter is Jennifer from Idaho. Jennifer is the mother of seven children. She is active in her community, serves in her church, and is currently president of our local Commonwealth School, iFamily. Jennifer is a good friend of mine and has mentored my own children. I respect her so much. She's a wonderful person. Welcome, Jennifer. So, would you like to briefly tell us about yourself? Sure. Uh, my husband and I, we've been married for about 18 years. We have seven children. We have four daughters and three sons. Our oldest will be 17 in March, and our baby just turned one. So, we have quite a wide range there. Do you have any hobbies or things that you like to do as a family? I personally love to read. Actually, all of my family does. We read together, but we also love to read on our own. <laughs> I have a great passion for learning new things. I CrossFit. My son and I currently do that together. Cool. Love to work in the garden and the yard. And as a family, we like to, I don't know, we just like to do stuff together. We like to hang out together. Love to watch movies. And you have a fantastic family too, by the way. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank you. So can you tell me about your personal educational experience? Like what was your educational experience growing up? And then maybe any higher learning that you've done? When I was growing up, I attended public school for most of my growing up years, about halfway through my fourth grade year, and then through my fifth grade year, my parents experimented with homeschooling and brought my brothers and I home. And Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that that was something people could do until my parents tried it, and I found out how much I loved school when we did that. I hadn't really enjoyed it much before, but you know, we spent a lot of time learning ancient history, and we did science experiments, and I think we built a go-kart, and we launched a small hot air balloon that we had built, and things like that, and I just found out how much fun learning could be. So that was my most fun that I ever had during school was during those two years. Was that in high school or when you were younger? No, that was in elementary school. Okay. I was in fourth and fifth grade. And then we went back to public school after that. And I finished out that way and graduated from high school. And then when I was after high school, I went to cosmetology school. And I had planned on graduating from that and then paying my way through college. But I ended up getting married right after I graduated from beauty school. So I just came home and started raising a family. So. Well, that's cool. So was your own educational experience with homeschooling the reason why you chose to homeschool? Or did you that was, choose to do that in different because of something different? <laughs> I think that helped. I think that kind of opened my mind to that idea. When I was in high school, I, I had the opportunity to take child development classes, and I taught at a preschool, and I really, really enjoyed that. And thinking back on how much fun I had had homeschooling and how much I had learned and how it had impacted me, I felt like that was something I wanted to do. And the older I got, you know, I went to like a homeschool conference in Salt Lake City and some things like that and learned more about it. And I just felt really called to homeschool my own family. That's really cool. Um, have you homeschooled from the beginning? I mean, has your children ever attended like a traditional public school or any other type of 
school? No, we have homeschooled just from the very beginning. Before my first was even here, I realized that was what we wanted to do. And so we went in that direction just from day one. That's cool. And sometimes, I mean, from my experience, it makes it easier from the beginning when you have that mindset. So I'm trying to pull them out. Sometimes it's tough. So yeah, I would that's think been so. awesome. So even when they were in preschool, that was your thought that you were going to homeschool them. And yeah, yeah. That. Can you tell me about what your educational philosophy is, like what curriculum you used and teaching methods, maybe what a typical, typical days look like? <laughs> Well, <laughs> there are no typical days. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is very unique. But I think if I go back a little bit, when I was learning, I knew I wanted to homeschool, so I wanted to learn how I was going to go about doing this. And a book that really impacted me was The Well-Trained Mind by Susan Weisbauer. And I loved it. It has a lot. Like, there's a lot to do. And my experience and and more learning that I've had has taught me that I like the philosophy behind it, but I think that I've simplified it a little. So to make a long story short, I've she kind of broke education into phases. There were three main phases as your child is growing up. And then I came across the Thomas Jefferson education written by Oliver DeMille, and it outlines those three phases as well, only in a little bit different language. But So I would say that that's kind of, I wanted my children to have a kind of a classical leadership type of education and that's the direction we've tried to go. And uh, Thomas Jefferson education out, outlines it really well. They're principles that he hasn't invented or discovered. He's just verbalizing them for you in his book. But that's kind of the philosophy we followed. So, And maybe it's a natural philosophy, what you're saying, a, a natural child development yeah. you know, experience that happens. And then sometimes you know, you just need somebody to help you understand that and verbalize it. Exactly. And stuff. So, yeah, I'm kind of new to Thomas Jefferson education, but I think when we look at how our paradigm changes from the beginning, I mean, do you see how maybe yours has changed from the beginning? Were you more structured at the beginning? And then maybe now you realize that, the, you know, the learning, the child learns regardless. And so there's no need to force or push or. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel that? Yes, very much. My first, I sometimes think back, I think, oh, my poor, poor daughter. <laughs> That's why I, I apologize to my oldest son all the time. I <laughs> and I don't think I did. I mean, it wasn't terrible. And she was very driven. So it might have been just what she needed. I don't know. But I have come to realize she was really driven and she read really young and was I don't know that she enjoyed it as much as she could have but she wanted to do certain hard things and then I had one that was really laid back and very opposite of that and anyway seeing the different personalities I've noticed that the it really is in phases and natural and some of them might pick up things faster or whatever but they will all pick it up it's just they need to have that foundation and then build on that so Sometimes when you force, you know, you're forcing them to do it, it makes them not enjoy it as much. Yes. I don't know if you've felt that way, but... Yes, definitely. Maybe. And, and then if you just kind of relax, eventually they do end up, you know, reading and doing well at that, and they, some just may take longer than others. Yes. Is that how you... <laughs> definitely. I agree with that completely. And they, if they are allowed... I, I had one that I was thinking, oh my goodness, he's never going to read, and... I don't know when the switch turned on, but somewhere around age 10. Now I'm like, oh, can you please put the book down? We have other things to do. So it definitely. Yeah, and, and that would be scary. Like, you know, when you're in the public education realm, that's five years after what they want them uh-huh. to read. And so maybe that as a parent, did that ever terrify you when you, I'm sure there were times you, you were worried or, and what was your feeling about that? Yeah, absolutely. 
I think when you bring them home and you're educating them, people are watching you more closely. And now mm-hmm. suddenly you're responsible for all of the outcome, even though that's not true. That's the the perception. Yeah. And so it is. It can be scary. And you, you want to push them because it makes you look bad if they're not doing as well as someone thinks they should or something. But if you yeah. can have faith in the process and have faith and confidence in yourself that you're doing your best and you're building that relationship with the child and, and helping them have a relationship with learning, then it will it'll work out. But it is terrifying at first. So Yeah. And, I mean, let's kind of talk about that a little bit. I'm, I, I don't know if you've ever had the situation where people find out you're homeschooling and then all of a sudden they're quizzing your children. Uh-huh. <laughs> how do you handle that? I mean, how do you handle that pressure as a mom, you know, when you're, when you have that happen, what has been your response to people maybe when they've done that? Have you ever had that happen? (laughs) Yeah, I have had that happen and it hasn't, I don't know, I haven't had it for a while, but it used to really, it used to really bother me. It used to worry me a lot because they didn't always have the right answer. And I have, I feel like I have really smart kids, but they don't always have the same answer that someone's expecting to hear, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I didn't really appreciate that, but it's going to happen. So I think you just have to recognize, maybe you steer the conversation. If it is that kind of a situation, you can steer the conversation to, well, this is what we've been learning about. And then, Hey, tell them about this book we just read, or what was your favorite part about this and make it more. So the child is so like they're being thrilled and it's more focused on what they do know instead of maybe the the few handful of things that they haven't learned yet. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and I kind of had the feeling that regardless of good or bad, whatever, however my children turned out and whatever little problems that they had, and they may have ended up having those problems regardless of if I homeschooled them or if they went to traditional school. Especially lately, I've been like, you know, maybe the problems would have been worse, you know, if they went to a traditional yeah. school. But I knew everything bad, good or bad, would be blamed on the fact I homeschooled I know, them. Huh? <laughs> so you, I, you kind of have to just expect that, I guess, when you start. So yeah. So what is the best advice that you've ever received as far as homeschooling goes? Uh, you think back to? I have tried and to think about that, and I, I can't think of specific advice, but more of a maybe things that I've learned from people that I've observed or maybe even things they've said, but actual words I can't think. But kind of the advice that I think the best thing I've ever learned from the people around me is to have faith in the process and to to have a good relationship with your kids because that's going to be foundational. Yeah, Those are the exactly. two things that I think would be my best advice that I've heard. Well, and and looking back, I mean, if you have a good if you have a good relationship with your children, you know, when they when it comes time for them to leave and they're still needing your help, they'll still seek you know they'll still seek that out versus maybe listening to somebody else. Yeah. Do you think? And, yeah, I think so, and I think that they'll have confidence to find answers to for themselves because they'll know that they can come back to you and check and say, what about this plan or thought or whatever and that relationship will be there for them to feel like they can do that. So Exactly. So what do you think about, I mean, the we hear the word socialization. What do you think about that, and what do you think it means to be socialized? Well, <laughs> that's the number one question, right? It is. What do you think? I, yeah, that's the number one thing you'll hear. Before they start quizzing your child, they'll first say, oh, 
well, what about <laughs> socialization? <laughs> but I think the reason that that comes up is that there is a big stigma on people who homeschool that they're going to have social problems or they're going to stay home. They're never going to leave their house and they're not going to learn how to interact. And I think it's a false stigma, but it's still there. So we still need to be prepared to, 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 answer, to answer that or deal with that question. But I don't, I believe strongly that the best place for a child to receive social skills at, when they're young will be in the family because there's different ages and we have responsibilities to each other and and hopefully we hold each other to a standard of you know getting along with each other and being kind because we have to wake up to those same people every day. But as they get older, you're go- you're going to want them to socialize outside of the home, and that's in my opinion that's part of homeschooling. You want that for your child, and I found that when we've been homeschooling, we've had more freedom to do that. We have more freedom to go out during the day when other kids might be in school and socialize in different settings, uh, serving in nursing homes. Uh, we go once a week. My kids attend a iFamily Leadership Academy. It's not quite a co-op, but I'm not sure how to describe it. But they go there and they associate with peers. But the fun thing for me to watch is that their peers aren't all their age. They have peers that are within four years either side of them, and they learn to interact really well with individuals and Anyway, I well, and I haven't seen them, you know, say, oh, are you 10? And then if they're not 10 or they're not their the right age that they just walk away from them. Yeah. You know, they do. And, and that is, uh, I guess, what, what I've learned about socialization, too, is that, you know, uh, I remember the first time I went out and I was working in the workforce and I was the youngest person in there. And there were older people in there that I... And it was a weird feeling for me to, like, realize, like, that was the first time I'd ever been in a situation where I didn't have everybody around me my same age, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and how to interact. And, you know, they weren't using all the same social buzzwords and stuff like that. So yeah. so what are some of the biggest obstacles that you face maybe with socialization or with homeschooling in general? With socialization, I would say, honestly, <laughs> honestly, at this point in my kid's life, is trying to rein it in a little bit. I I think they're so <laughs> social. I'm like, you guys, you have to focus a little more. <laughs> anyway, but that's just a side note. But um, quite honestly, the biggest overall obstacle that I face is my own self-discipline, making sure that I plan and that I have a good vision for our school and for our family. Does your obstacles feel bigger? I mean, because raising seven children at one time, is that one of your obstacles or do you just... I guess I would be so tired, and I am <laughs> tired with four, so I can't. I can't imagine. Is that what you're talking about? Where where you're just sometimes you're just you have those days where you're just tired, or yeah, definitely, yeah. It's that. It's just tired, and you know you add more babies into the family or whatever, and it it increases your workload, I guess. But so my like I said, my biggest obstacle would be myself. I think I don't know how keeping else yourself to, yeah keeping myself focused, focused and, and and not getting distracted and. And I get bu- I get really busy with the other commitments that I have, so I need to remember to. Anyway, that's my. Yeah, it's that, trying that to go maybe out and your, help others. So your education, uh, your family's education, comes before anything else, kind of thing. Keeping that yeah, reined in. Keeping that. Yeah. yeah. Keeping that the priority. And I had that. So what did what have you learned from that? And I guess is that what we <laughs> you've learned is that maybe we just need to make sure that becomes the priority. Yeah. Versus I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, and sometimes with that obstacle of trying to stay focused, sometimes people outside of the community can get you unfocused. I have a lot of people that will call me up and like, can you watch my kids yes. or can you 
because yeah. they know I'm home anyway, you know, and so <laughs> but that becomes a difficult thing when you're trying to do schoolwork and, you know, they have all these extra kids in there that <laughs> they're not used to. And so, yeah, we've definitely had that. And that is the thing from the community that I would say this is the biggest is just the perception that you're not busy or something because you're home with your kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of recognizing that you might be extra busy during yeah. school hours, but. Well, and they would never call a teacher at school and say, you know, can uh-huh. you watch my child from one to three? And, you know, you already have children in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, and being able to say no, that's a, sometimes a difficult thing. Yeah. So, so what do you do to combat, combat that discouragement or to keep yourself motivated? How do you do that? You know, I still struggle to to find something consistent, but I would think the baseline would be that going back to my core for me, that's personal devotional, keeping in touch with my, with my relationship with my Heavenly Father. And personal study, like my scriptures, but also personal study, like growing my own education, learning how to be a better mom, a better teacher, studying math, whatever is of interest to me at the time. So keeping myself learning, too. Well, and the cool thing with that is when you, when you choose to kind of keep yourself learning, that becomes a mentor for your own children because they realize that that never ends. Yeah. You know, the learning doesn't just stop just because you've graduated high school or because you're done with college or something like that, that they see that mentorship. Yeah, that's definitely, and that's something I hope my kids carry with them is just a lifelong education. That's what we're here for is to educate and keep growing and learning. So definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Before we go on, let's take a minute and thank our sponsors. If you would like to see your business grow, then contact us at The Luminous Mind for advertising space on theluminousmind.net or on the podcast, The Luminous Mind Podcast. successes that you've seen then over the years how many years is this then homeschooling like your oldest one is 17 so yeah I would I would say 17 12. years but if you want to count yeah. from the time yeah. in kindergarten then yeah it's been about um probably about 11 12 or yeah 11 or 12 years I guess but I, I would say from the beginning so yeah <laughs> 17 years 17 years you've got to have that have to have that mindset that it's it goes on, you know, from the starts from the beginning. So yeah. So what are the successes that you've seen? Maybe something that surprised you that you didn't know you would get from homeschooling your children. I don't know the the thing. There's something really exciting about watching a child learning to read or catching on to an idea that you've been trying to get them to understand for a while. So that's some that's a success that hopefully we see over and over again. But uh, mm-hmm. also I. When I started, I knew I wanted my children to have a leadership education. I didn't know what that meant, but I knew that that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to grow leaders so that if that is what they were here for, then they could lead out as they grew older. And I've seen my older children really blossom in the community and among their peers. And they're generally, they are recognized as leaders. And that's been really gratifying to me to see that. And it's not because of something I've done. It's just the the path that we've taken well and I think homeschooling in general I I remember one day just having a profound thought 
of um, we were doing something different and I had all these people kind of coming to me in the community and ask me questions and I realized that's really what leadership is. Yeah. Sometimes when you take a different path, you create, I mean, homeschooling in itself can create leadership because they're doing something different and people want to know about it and they follow their example maybe. Yeah. So... So yeah, that is that is an awesome success that that's kind of a natural thing. <laughs> so yeah. so we've talked about keeping your your personal study habits and maybe um you know your own personal spiritual habits um as being part of what might make you successful. Is there anything else you can think of? Any other personal habits that help make you successful as a as a homeschooling mom? Uh the thing that I would say is number 1 next to those things that we just talked about the number one thing that was planning, I found that we, when I plan, what, first of all, if I have a vision of what I want to accomplish and then I plan on a yearly basis as well as uh, keeping tabs on my plan monthly and then every week, I like sometimes I just, as I'm going to bed on Sunday night, I just put in my phone, I put in the calendar, everything that needs to get done that week and that helps us move, move along more smoothly. So when I do that, I feel a lot more successful. So I would say that's a huge thing. It's just yeah. planning, constantly planning. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing I've found as a homeschooling mom, you do have to do more of than I probably would otherwise. But it, yeah. it helps me get more done yeah. when I have everything planned out, definitely. And it helps you feel more focused. Yeah, so definitely. I love that. So how has homeschooling benefited your family? Um, maybe... I mean, taking from your husband's perspective, maybe if you can reach into his mind, how does how would you say it's benefited your family? That's funny. I should have asked him. I asked my kids that question, thinking, "What what have you gained from this?" But I didn't think about asking my husband. But I feel <laughs> I feel like I think that he might answer this way. But I feel like that one thing that has benefited our family the most is I think we have a really good family culture. I think we're really close. We have good relationships with our children, and they generally have really good relationships with each other. I would say that I have grown a ton. It has changed me significantly and helped me uh, become more than I think I would have become otherwise, I think because of the challenge that it, that I've faced with it. But as far as in my children, I would say that they've developed really deep friendships that have helped them become better people. And they've had the opportunity to be exposed to excellent mentors through the things we've studied as well as the people that they have been mentored by. That they've been able to associate with and stuff. Yeah. I love that, that um, that it's helped them gain that deepness. That's awesome. Um, so what is one thing that you're doing with your family that you're most excited about? Uh, well, one thing that we're doing right now that I was thinking about was math. We are trying really hard to get really good at math right now. So I, and I personally have a deep desire and a craving almost to study math a lot more in depth than I ever have before. I would have never expected that when I was growing up. I hated math. It was the hardest subject ever. But that's where I am right now. And with my family, we're trying really hard and doing a lot more math currently. And I'm seeing them picking up the concepts a lot better and understanding it because they're just being immersed, immersed in it right now. So... I'm kind of excited about that. But. Well, and I love how you're talking about that it's a family effort to learn about math. Um, you know, I 
I know sometimes when kids come to their parents and they say, can you help me with this math problem, some of the, the worst thing that you can say to them is like, I'm not good at math, you know, I can't help you or whatever, yeah. and I love how you're, you're saying we're, we're learning as a family. I think that benefits them in their lifelong learning. What would you say about that? Oh, definitely. To know that it's a family effort. Yeah, I think so. I think it's helpful to know that they're all on the same they all have their different levels of math, but they're all in the same boat right now. We're all trying to push yeah. hard and push ourselves beyond what we have before. So, Well, and if they know that you're not sure of it yourself, but you're still working towards it, I think that helps give them the drive to continue. Yeah. And so, I think so. Awesome. So what are some long-term goals that you have for yourself and maybe your family? Long-term, I hope someday that I, I would really like to be able to study and become, I don't know, proficient maybe in different I don't know I want to know how to read my scriptures in Greek and Hebrew and in the original languages well that was awesome so for me that's something that I would like to do that's a really long-term goal uh and also like I say study math for some reason that's just something I'm craving right now is to really have a deeper understanding of math and how it is just I know it's just everywhere around us I see it in science and I want to have a better grasp of that and for my family I want I want them long-term to have that continued thirst for knowledge, that desire to keep growing and learning always. And whatever path they choose for their family as far as education goes, I hope that it's, it, it involves that, that their family, it's the family culture for them to learn and keep growing together and to push themselves, beyond, you know, make themselves uncomfortable and, and go outside of their comfort zone and keep growing. That's awesome. I mean, sometimes we, even as adults, we like to stay in our comfort zone, but if we're always teaching our children and you're getting outside of your comfort zone all the time, I think that helps encourage that. So thank yeah, you. Awesome. That was awesome. So other than The Well-Trained Mind by Susan Wise Bauer, do you have a favorite book or resource that you want to share? Um, yeah, I do. I would, I would also encourage someone to, to study a Thomas Jefferson education because it, like I say, it teaches kind of the same principles, only a little bit more of a broad view. And do you mean just to grow your own education as far as homeschooling, or do you mean like resources for homeschooling? Oh, well, resources, either online resources or, or that, or the, the book, um, the Thomas Jefferson Education, I think that that's, that's helpful. Yeah. Okay. There's that um, Charlotte Mason Companion is a great book, especially for the younger kids when you're trying to teach them. Great. Um, so what is your advice or encouragement you would give to somebody who's just starting out? Well, I would say it is pretty amazing, challenging, and rewarding experience. Choosing to be responsible for your children's education and spending that much time and energy homeschooling, it's going to be really challenging, but it's going to be exciting and rewarding at times. And I think it's something that if you feel called to do, that you just press forward. <laughs> One of the most important things that I've learned over the years is the, the little things add up. And just a drop at a time is amazing. And I feel strongly that the Lord qualifies those who he calls. And if you feel called, then he will, he will make things happen that you would not ever be able to expect. I've seen, his, I've seen that magnify my own efforts and make what I'm doing a lot more effective than what I'm doing on my own. And, and it's helped me grow and learn, but it's just amazing to see the things that my children get out of the little bit that I'm able to give, if that makes sense. But 
Yeah, that's awesome. So kind of going back to what you said before, to just have faith and trust the process. Yeah. And that if you feel called to do that, know that that's going to happen to you. You know, that you're going to see those growth. Some things that you can't see in the future, you know, you can't see right now, but that will happen in the future that will help you to do that. Yeah, definitely. Is that what I'm summing up? Yeah. <laughs> trying to sum up what you're saying. So. Yeah, definitely. Great. Great. That's awesome. So as far as education goes, or with anything, I guess, what changes would you like to see in the future? I would, you know, I think we have it really good here in Idaho with homeschooling, and I would love to see that spread to where it's a more uh, more open, not so many requirements so that parents are allowed to teach the way their kids need to be taught. Yeah, because it, it does make it easier. I mean, when we know that we're not going to have to approach the school board and we're not going to have to come up with some fancy plan. <laughs> yeah. Although I know most most homeschool moms would are are well equipped to do that, but it it seems more intimidating when you don't have to approach somebody, especially as you're starting out. I think, and as they get older, you have to prepare them for college, and you're naturally going to do those things, but to not have someone to not have to fit into someone's specific mold of how it should be I think is very helpful well and and maybe not having to do that not having to make it such a difficult you know to appeal to the state to educate your children your own way helps you be able to provide an education um, that's more individualized for that child versus like whatever you think they want to hear exactly you you think so yeah I completely agree because every one of them will be different and Hopefully they all learn the same basic things that they need to need to learn, but they're going to learn that a different in different ways and from different resources. And if if everyone has the same plan, that kind of defeats the purpose of why we homeschool. We want to do something yeah. that's individualized and that helps our children get what they need. Well, and if it's a common type education, sometimes you bore the child uh-huh. of it, you know, and then they don't want to keep learning. So that's so true. So is there any parting words of advice or maybe a favorite quote that you'd like to share? You know, I could not find my favorite quote that I love and I don't have it memorized. (laughs) So I need to work on that. But I would just say that, again, like we've said before, just have faith in the process. There really is natural law in the the world of learning. There really are phases. and, And we all go through the different phases throughout our lives. But there's basic time for your kids that they're going to be they mostly need to focus on playing and learning right and wrong and that sort of thing. And then they'll increase their, just their wonder about the world around them. And then pretty soon they'll be into deep study. And that's just a natural, if you let it happen, it's a natural process that will happen. And you just keep learning yourself and inspire them. And it, anyway, it's just amazing. It's a great journey. It's really yeah. hard. It's really challenging. And I, I won't say it's easy, but it's definitely rewarding and it's worth it. It's just, you have to have faith and keep keep moving forward so that's what I would say well great well thank you so much again for choosing to let me interview you and I'm sure that your words are inspiring to to those mothers or fathers or families out there that are that are homeschooling or looking for other options in their education so thanks thank you for listening to the luminous mind to join Jennifer and to be a fire starter yourself go to our website luminousmind.net Click on the fire tab and schedule an appointment today. Also, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Google+, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Light Minds on Fire, and help us change the paradigm of education.